This is Black and Gold Rush, the podcast where we talk about all angles of New Orleans Saints football. I'm your host, Rachel Jones, and I've been a Saints fan all my life, so I know just how much this team means to our city, both as a former reporter and from my season ticket in Section 257. Whether it's breaking down game tape or telling an inspiring off-the-field story, I'm here for it because the Saints bring us together. Let's get going. What's going on, Houdat Nation? Welcome back to Black and Gold Rush. Well, we've come to the final week of our six-part Saints draft series. And let me just say, I am so glad you're here for this episode. Today, I'm interviewing Kentucky Wildcats graduate assistant coach Ryan Fink to introduce you to the Saints' sixth-round draft pick, offensive lineman Landon Young. Now, I know these late-round picks are no sure thing, no guarantees to make the final roster, but they all come from somewhere, and my passion is telling their stories. Landon Young is a strong young man with a great story. Born in Kentucky, he was highly recruited out of high school and had his pick of colleges, but he chose to start a legacy with the big blue wall under legendary Kentucky offensive line coach John Schlarman. SEC fans may recall Schlarman died of cancer in November, and Ryan Fink will explain to us exactly how Landon led the team as the captain during that tragic time, making sure they stayed strong and didn't miss a beat. Now, what I enjoyed the most about this chat was how excited Ryan was to talk about Landon. You'll be able to sense his enthusiasm right away. He said Landon has as good a chance to change lives off the field, even throwing out Walter Payton Man of the Year, as he does to be successful on the field in the NFL. Landon Young wants to leave places better than he found them. And isn't that what we're all here on this earth to do, ultimately? We talk extensively about his work in the community, which we love in New Orleans, and of course, where on the offensive line he'll have the best chance to make an impact. At six foot seven, 310 pounds, he certainly fits the mold of an NFL offensive tackle. Plus, if he couldn't play football, what would he do? We have that answer for you, too. These 6th and 7th rounders are hungry athletes. You'll see that coming up in Friday's episode on South Alabama's Quan Baker, too. Remember the receiver from right down the road in Mobile who actually grew up in Atlanta? So stay tuned for that. So here on Memorial Day, again, we're going to talk about Landon Young the person and Landon Young the player with his fellow Kentucky Wildcat, Ryan Fink. Ryan, welcome to the show. Thanks for being here today. Oh, yeah. Thank you for having me. So in researching Landon Young, he looks to be one of the best offensive tackles in the SEC, six foot seven, 310 pounds. But the move to New Orleans will be his first time living out of Kentucky, I believe. So let's get to know 
more about him. Give, give us a glimpse, first of all, of the atmosphere around Kentucky leading up to the draft. How much excitement was kind of building for him? You know, it was, uh, you know, just being in Lexington, you know, pre-draft, it was a pretty good experience. It was a lot of fun. Uh, the, the other places I've been there, we've had pro days and, um, you know, we've been had, we've had like one or two guys, you know, with a chance of being drafted this year, we had five drafted. So that was, uh, that was a unique experience. And a lot of the buzz happened around the big blue wall, you know, and, and Landon and Drake were the leaders of that. And, you know, Landon was somebody who, you know, like you said, never really left Kentucky. You know, I, I did the uh, Google maps today and his high school field was six minutes from our facility here. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, Kentucky, you know, Kentucky bred, born and raised, I mean, he's a, he is everything that is the state of Kentucky, you know, Landon, Landon, you know, he's the perfect example. Right. You mentioned that big blue wall and they did quite well building that legacy. He talked about that was why he wanted to, he was so highly recruited coming out of his, his high school that he got offers to play all over the country, but he wanted to build a legacy at Kentucky, his home state school. So we follow the SEC quite closely here in Louisiana. And I remember hearing about the Wildcats longtime offensive line coach earlier uh, well in November, John Schlarman, when he passed away of cancer. So, Ryan, you took over some of those duties and you have known Landon very well. Tell us about the kind of person he is off the field. Well, Landon Young off the field is even better than he is on the field. Uh, You want to talk about somebody who is always putting everybody else before himself. Um, You know, there's not a better person in that locker room off the field. He's the he was the best leader on our team last year. you know, I, I can't say enough good things about Landon. You could walk down this hall, hallway right here of all the offices. Every coach is going to have something different, something new, and something wonderful to say about Landon Young. Wow. So tell me about that. How how did he come in and he was a team, team captain his senior year. How, how did he get that kind of reputation and become a leader so so well? Well, the reason he's a leader is because his work ethic put him in a position where, you know, nobody was going to outwork Landon. Nobody was going to beat Landon in anything, Uh, you know, whether it was something in the weight room, something on the field, Landon was going to make sure he was going first and he was going to win. You know, Landon, Landon was like, he earned the name, he earned the title captain. And that was just, you know, all the hard work and effort he's put into being that highly rated recruit, wanting to stay home and build that legacy here at Kentucky. Um, you know, he had, he had a chance to go away and go somewhere else to play, uh, to play college football, probably somewhere where that had, you know, more credit pedigree at the time, but he knew what, what coach Stoops and what coach Merrill and coach Slarman are building here. And he's like, I want to, I want to be that leader. I want to take that next step with the Kentucky football program. And he certainly did just that. So you mentioned Coach Slarman losing your offensive line coach 
you know, to such a sad death, your senior season, how, how did he as a team captain step up and lead during that challenging time for the guys? Well, uh, that, uh, Schlarman's passing was tough on, on everybody in the facility, um, specifically for that offensive line room and coach Schlarman credits the big blue wall. He always says the class of 2016, uh, was will always be his favorite class, and that that is Landon's class. Um, you know, Landon, Landon during that time, he just uh, he, he like he really just took over. I mean, he like those guys knew um, that the end was coming for Coach Schlarman. Mm-hmm. He missed the last like the three games prior to his passing, where it was just me in that room and. You know, Coach Grand was helping out like he was doing running backs and O-line. And, you know, we, we were we had to move some pieces around, but Landon was there to make sure nothing changed. The standard of that room didn't change. Um, you know, there was nobody, you know, slacking in meetings or in practice or anything like that. And as soon as they were, Landon was the guy to say, hey, here, here's the bar that we've set. You guys aren't dipping below that. He's we're going to we're going to stay above this. And, you know, he, he kept everybody on track and you know, helped, helped everybody out, whether it was myself, whether it was coach grand, you know, anybody involved in that room, Landon was, Landon was the leader of that, of that crew. So he really kept everyone in line that, that it sounds like that's, that's awesome. I love, yeah. I love that. I love that. And as a person, he's been married for almost a year. He he talked about his wife when, when he, after he was drafted and his extensive community involvement also caught my eye. I saw he was one of three Kentucky players who spent a week in Ethiopia in 2019. And even the residents of a local rehab center named their dining hall after him because of his <laughs> frequent visits. So it, it, I could just go on and on. Uh, so how do you see that kind of community involvement manifesting on a professional level? Because New Orleans, well, obviously, community is a big deal. Yeah. I mean, it's always been a big deal for Landon, you know, like, like we were saying, growing up in Lexington, this city's important to him. You know, he's always been one where he wants to leave places better than he found it. And he's, he's done just that where his week long trip to Ethiopia, he said that was, um, he said that was one of the most powerful experiences of his life. And it's truly changed the way uh, he operates, you know, he, he said, handing a truly hungry kid food will change your life. And it changed his. And um, as long as he's in new Orleans, he'll have a chance to be Walter Payton man of the year because of everything he's going to do off the field. He's, he, he will do a lot of great things on the field. He has the potential to do that, but he's going to do way more off the field. Oh, I love that. Wanting to leave places better than he found it. That, that, that's beautiful. Oh, so on that note, let's get into Landon's skills on the field where he had 24 straight starts at left tackle. Definitely he has the most reps there. I'm, I'm interested to see where the saints develop him, where they choose to develop him. So Ryan, where do you think he can thrive the most on the offensive line, left tackle, right tackle? What do you think? Well, you know, Landon, Landon's played tackle his career here. Um, You know, like you said, he's got the most reps at left. Um, One thing that coach Slarman did was made sure 
everybody was taking sets. Everybody was taking their run progression or anything like that. If you were a left-sided player, you were still getting right-sided sets in. You know, you, he cross-trained everybody throughout the spring, throughout the season. And that was just in our everyday drills. You had to work on the left and the right side. Um, Landon, I think, has a chance to, to come in and, and, and be a guy who plays, uh, plays the right tackle position. Uh, when he came back after training for his pro day, uh, he looks like a million bucks. And he said that he'd been doing a lot on the right side because he knows that all of his reps are on the left. Um, so he, he's been training a lot, um, working out of the right tackle position. Uh, he can definitely play inside. He's moving, he's moving really well. He's faster. He's worked on his hips. Um, you know, he's done a lot of good things to make sure he is a three position player where he can play any interior spot and right tackle his first year and work into that left tackle position. So you mentioned, uh, all the cross training under, under coach Slarman. So important. Um, how much work on the, on the inside did he get in, in college? Um, he, he was mostly playing tackle. Um, okay. I would say, I would say the majority of the reps were at tackle, at least when I was here, I just spent the last year with him. Um, so in, in it, during his time before I got here, he, he may have done some interior work, but most of it was at tackle. Got it. So, right. Sean Payton on draft night said that they may want to work him at right tackle, which I thought was interesting since it, almost all of his reps have been at, at left tackle for the most part. But I think these these guys, they come in so hungry. They just want to contribute wherever, wherever they can. And uh, like you said, you know, he's been working more on the, on, you know, on the left side and right side, you know, since his pro day. So, I think, do you think that he's going to be able to contribute basically anywhere the Saints would want to develop him? It, no matter where he's told to play, Landon's going to give you everything he's got. That he's, he's hungry for an opportunity. He wants to prove it to not only himself, but to everyone around him. So Landon, you, you tell him where to go. He's going to give you everything he's got. That's great. That's the attitude that these guys need to have if they want to make it on an NFL roster. <laughs> Absolutely. So, right. One of my favorite things that Landon said was that he chose to come to Kentucky because he wanted to help start a, start a legacy, like, like we said earlier. And he's part of a Wildcat senior class that won 37 games, the most since 1949 to 53. And <laughs> 20 SEC games, the most in a five-year span in school history. So as far, I mean, we know when we think of Kentucky, we think of a lot of running the football. Uh, so, and he blocked for Benny Snell, who is now in the NFL. Uh, so when it comes to pass block, because in the NFL, there's a lot of passing. So when it comes to yeah. pass, when it comes to pass blocking and 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 pass protection, do you, do you think that Landon is going to be up for for that? Because it's oh yeah, like, yeah, uh -huh. yeah, he he'll be ready. Um, he's he's definitely worked on it. Uh, you know, his entire career uh, working in pass protection, and we did a lot more pass protection in uh, in practice than we did in in games. Uh, we just got rolling, you know, when you're, when you're blocking for Benny and AJ, and you know, Chris Rodriguez and smoke, those are some other guys that are going to be, yeah. you know, hopefully on some draft boards next year. Mm -hmm. um, 
you know, when you got those guys running behind him, we're just going to continue to run the rock. Um, but Landon does have, um, uh, he's got plenty of pass protection underneath his belt. I mean, he's ready to go. Um, you know, it's something, like I said, we've always worked on that 2019 season was definitely a different one because of all the quarterback injuries we had, we had a receiver playing quarterback who's now playing for the dolphins. Um, so that's where like the big running mantra of this O line really comes comes about because we had so much quarterback run in 2019. And so how would you describe Landon's legacy and the legacy he may develop in New Orleans? Uh, It's, uh, you know, his legacy, like I said, it's more than football. It's about everything outside of football. He wants to be a better man than he is a, a football player. Oh, I love that. That should serve him well. Yes. In New Orleans, in the NFL, no matter what he decides to do. I think he, I, I remember reading on, on Kentucky's website when I was preparing that if he wasn't going to play football, he would be a veterinarian. <laughs> yeah. Did he so ever he, talk about that? Yeah. So um, he came back for, uh, like after he was done training for his pro day, he was just around campus and um, our new line coach, Coach Wolford, he asked us to work him out a few times. Um, so when we worked him out a little bit, he he like met one of the horse trainers in Lexington and was like, yeah, he goes, you know, I, you know, if I wasn't playing football, I'd be a veterinarian. So like he, he talks about it a little bit. But, you know, you knew Landon's a big farm, country strong kid. You know, that's, you know, farm farming and animals are that's all he's ever wanted to do. Oh, wow. All right. Yeah. I've never made it out to Kentucky, but, um, sounds like it would be a fun place to (laughs) simple yet, yet fun place to, to visit. But, uh, Oh yeah. It's a great spot for sure. Well, awesome. This has been great. So let's get into our final segment, what we call the random round, uh, quick questions and quick answers. We're customizing it to each new saints player that we're highlighting during this series. So first up, Ryan, tell us about your most memorable moment coaching or working with Landon Young. Oh man. Uh, my most memorable moment will be him wearing number 65, um, where we took the delay game, um, for the Vanderbilt game. That's probably my most memorable thing at Landon. That was uh, Coach Slarman passed away on a Thursday and we played Vanderbilt that Saturday. Uh, we took the delay of game and left the position on the offensive line that Slarman played open. And Landon came out after the delay of game wearing Coach Slarman's number. That's beautiful. So, so much leadership. Oh, oh my gosh, I just got chills. All right. <laughs> now, what is one thing that Landon needs to improve upon before camp starts? Um, wow. Uh, I was, I was going to say his, uh, you know, his foot speed, but he went and worked on that as his whole pro day came back way faster. Mm-hmm. Okay. So maybe a little bit more. All right. I mean, you can never be fast enough. You never have enough, uh, change of direct, uh, change direction speed. So. All right. What is a little known fact about Kentucky? A little known fact about Kentucky. Uh, Keeneland is a great time. Keeneland is a, uh, it's our little horse racing area or we have a little horse track, um, right here in Lexington. And that's, uh, it's a great little spot. All right. 
And finally, tell us your final message for Landon as his NFL career begins. Uh, Landon, I wish you nothing but the best. I know you're going to give it everything you got. I couldn't be more proud to know you as a person. Uh, thank you for taking me in this this past year and, and letting me be a part of your journey. I'm excited to see where you go, Landon. We are so excited for him, too, to have him in black and gold. Ryan Fink, thank you so much for joining me. Hey, thank you for having me. Thank you so much for listening to Black and Gold Rush. Make sure to subscribe on the podcast app of your choice and leave a rating and review. Also, I'd love to connect more. Come say hey on Twitter or Instagram at RachelW504 and let me know what you thought of this episode. For show notes and more, head over to my website at rachelwjones.me. Until next time, who dat?